Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord tonight. The Lord. Good evening, everybody. Good afternoon, depending on where you are. But praise God on this Wednesday Bible study. Amen. Um, good to be in front of the Word of God again. Um, and just had an opportunity to share. How many of you know people need to be built up all the time, um, mm -hmm. but certainly in times like these. Um, and we thank God that He's concerned with building us up, right? Um, part of the fivefold ministries for the edification of the body, right? And building up. And God tells us, each one of us, that we should build up each other. Yes. And so we have an opportunity through the Word of God and through the sharing of it to build up one another. And so I'm praying tonight that we all will be built up in our faith as we study the Word of God. Uh, tonight we're going to continue with um, uh, the study that we started, I guess, two weeks ago, building a foundation of faith. Um, if, you know, we had started when looking at um, when Jesus talked about the two builders who built houses, one on the rock, one on the sand, and both experienced storms. Uh, the, the, the builder who built his house on a rock, his house was able to withstand the storm. The one who built his house on the sand, same storm, but not the same results, was not able to withstand that storm because the house was not built on the rock. Amen. Um, we want to build our house on the rock of faith. Amen. And so that's what we're talking about, building a foundation of faith. And I'm excited about this because it's only through faith that we're going to achieve or accomplish or obtain anything. It's going to be through faith. Uh, the things that are in line with God's will for our lives. Yeah, you can. we can go get some other stuff through other means. But the things of God can only be obtained by faith. Amen. And so it's important if you want God's will done in your life, and who doesn't? Amen. The will of God is good and it's, it's acceptable and it's perfect. But if we want the will of God in our lives, then we're going to need to build a foundation of faith because the only way we can obtain the, those things that are consistent with and are in line with the will of God is by faith. Amen. Amen. So we have to really be active in building. Amen. We can't say we have built it already. It's an ongoing process. We're building a foundation of faith. We're going from faith to faith. Amen. Amen. Um, and so tonight we're going to continue with it. Um, let's pray tonight. And then we'll start with a little recap, and then we'll get into tonight's study. Amen. Father, we bless your name. Glory to yes, God. Father. We thank you for another opportunity to come to speak your word, share your word, receive yes, your word, Father. and God, to walk out your word. Father, we ask you now to speak into our hearts and minds, O oh God. And Father, right now we block out everything. We block yes, out every Lord, distraction and problem of the day. And we focus our hearts, our mind, our attention solely on you. Yes, Father. This is your time, Lord. Have your way with us. Speak unto us, O God. Um, touch our hearts. Touch our minds, O God. Fill us with revelation knowledge. 
And Father, as you do it, Lord, we just lift up our hands and we bless you and praise you for it. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you use me for your glory. I pray that you will be glorified, that your people will be edified. And Father, that we all will be blessed because we spend time in the presence of the true and living God. Yes, Father. And we bless you and praise you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so, <clears throat> amen. Uh, we have right now a, a working outline, amen. And, you know, we always like to share things with you, amen. And so if anybody wants it, we're just going to put it up, right, babe? Yep. Amen. I know Sister Penix wants it, amen. And Sister <laughs> Penix, is a, she studies, amen. amen. Sister Penix, oh, I want one, amen. And so we, hey, Sister Penix, we got you covered. I don't amen. know if she's with us yet or not, but whenever she is, we got her covered, amen. But, um, and anybody else as well. So building a foundation of faith. So, you know, we had talked about a couple of things and we're not going to touch on everything that we've talked about the last couple of weeks, but, um, you know, it's, it, it's something that we have to do as, as, as people of God. And we had talked about four key steps a couple of weeks ago and, and they were putting the word first, amen, meditating on the word, right? Um, saying the word, speaking it out of our mouth and then acting on the word, right? So, you know, we have to put the word first, right? Uh, God told us what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And the kingdom is based on the word of God. It runs and operates according to the word of God. And so we got to seek the word first. Should be the first thing we do in the morning. Amen. Uh, should be the first thing we do when we have a situation or circumstance when we need answers to it. And so we go to the word first. Uh, we meditate on the word, which means rehearsing it over and over in our mind. That's how it gets deeply in our heart. And so we meditate on the word. God told Joshua, right, this book of the law should not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. And that's what the blessed man of Proverbs, not Proverbs, Psalm 1 does, right? Yes. He, in his law does he meditate day and night. We have to meditate on the word of God. Rehearse it over into our minds. Because, you know, the devil tries to get us to meditate on the problems of this world, right? Mm -hmm. He tries to keep telling us how many problems we have so that we can meditate on that. But we can forget that. We're going to meditate on the Word of God, amen? amen. Uh, because that will bring us, it'll make our way prosperous, and then we shall have good success. That's what God told Joshua, and that's what he's telling us when we meditate on the Word. We also have to speak the Word. Amen. Out of our mouth, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we believe, therefore, we also speak. And then we have to act on the word. We have to yeah. be doers mm -hmm. of the word and not hearers only. So those were four things we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Then last week, we looked at Abraham and the story of Abraham. And we took a couple of things from his, from, you know, from his story and his life. One, if we're going to be walking by faith, we need to understand something. God's going to call us to leave the familiar. He's going to call us to go to new places, do new things with new people and new situations and circumstances. It's not about staying in your familiar surrounding. He told Abram, get away from your family and from your father's house and go to where I will show you. Um, we also talked about last week, right, that faith requires a willingness to change. Right. Willingness is important, right? We have to be willing and obedient yes. in order to eat the good of the land. Just can't be obedient. Uh, sometimes you can do what God wants you to do, but you can do it out of a heart that's not willing. Amen. 
um, that's not pleasing unto God. God wants us to be willing and obedient. He said if we do that, we'll eat the good of the land. And he also told us that he's He's working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Yes. So God's concerned about both, not just about what you do, but are you willing to do what you do? Yeah. Amen. Um, and so we have to have a willingness to change. Uh, we can't stay where we are. Right. Right. Uh, and move forward or upward at the same time. God is not interested in us staying where we are. Right. He wants to build us up. He wants to take us up. Uh, John the Revelator, uh, when God spoke to him and said, come up hither, mm -hmm. right? And I'll show you some things. Um, you know, Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the top of the mountain so he, they could see him being transfigured. Right. Um, we have to move with God, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I remember when, um, when Moses and, and, the, and the children of Israel thought they were trapped at the Red Sea. And Moses cried unto God. And God said, what are you crying to me for? Right. Tell the people to go forward. Right. Mm -hmm. right? That's what God's about. Mm -hmm. Go forward. God's about moving. Amen. Right. God's about not us staying in the same place, but us moving forward. Right. Right. And so we can't stay where we are. Um, and then we also said God is calling us out. He's calling us from and he's calling us unto. Right. Right. And the question is, are we going to heed that call? Right. Um, and I believe God's doing that to each one of us in our own way calling us out of things, calling us from things, mm -hmm. and calling us to things. Yes. What those things are, you you know, that's for each one of us to know based on our relationship with God. But God is doing that. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. um, the other thing we talked about, too, was that Abram, because he obeyed God and he was willing to do it, Abram was, he was rich. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? And, you know, we'll, we'll come back to this at some point because, you know, there's a lot of controversy about whether or not God wants us to prosper. Mm -hmm. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. God delights in the prosperity of his servants. Right. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. Mm-hmm. Do we still have to ask, does God want to prosper us? I guess if, if you if you need to, I don't need to ask that question. Amen. Right. I think that question is answered. But it's also answered by Abraham, who was very rich. Mm -hmm. And not spiritually, in cattle and in, in flocks and in gold and silver. Mm -hmm. Tangibly rich. And so was Lot. But it's an interesting thing about Abraham, though. Because he was a man of faith, he was also a man of grace. Because when Lot and and, and herd, herdsmen and and um, Abram's herdsmen started fighting because the land couldn't sustain them both, right. mm -hmm. Abram, who was older because Lot was his nephew, just said to Lot, you choose, you choose. Right. where you want to go. And see, people of faith are also people of grace, mm -hmm. right? They don't have to force things. Right. It's like, you choose what you want to do. I don't have to fight with you. And that's one of the things. People of God shouldn't be fighting. We shouldn't be contentious people. Because we should know something. No matter what you do to me, I'm good. Yeah. Why? Because I have God on my side. Mm -hmm. We should have such a blessed assurance in our spirit that, you know, someone can do something to us and other people think that they're taking advantage of us. Why are you letting them take advantage of you? 
And it's because you're a person of grace. Right. And you know, whatever they have or whatever they think they took from me, my daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills and he loves me. And so I don't have to sweat that thing. Now, I'm not saying we need to be foolish and just let people take from us indiscriminately, right. uh -huh. but we shouldn't have to sweat things. And we certainly shouldn't be arguing over things. Right. And Abram, a man of faith, was also a man of grace. He told Lot, you choose. Right. And Lot chose the best. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you uh -huh. tell somebody, hey, you can have a cookie, you know, um, and, you know, they're going to take the biggest one. Just like it happened to me the other day. I took, you know, went and I took a couple of pretzel rods out of out of the bag. I offered one to my wife, and they were they were kind of broken because you know when you get to the end of the bag they were kind of broken. And I said to my wife, I said, "You want a pretzel?" And she said, "Sure." And she took the biggest one. That's what folk will do. They'll take the biggest one. They'll take the biggest pretzel rod. They'll take the biggest piece of chicken. They'll take the best land. Right? I tell the truth. That wasn't the truth. <laughs> I didn't know the size. You may not have known the size, but <laughs> I did. Praise God. Amen. Or they take the best land. Right. As Lot did. But if you're a person of grace, you don't have to sweat that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Let them take the biggest pretzel, the biggest piece of chicken. Let them take the, <laughs> right? Because here's the thing. If you're a person of, 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 of faith, you're a person of grace. Right. And if you're a person of faith, you're doing things. You're sowing, and you know you're going to reap. Yeah. You're tithing, and you know God is opening up the windows of heaven unto you and pouring you out a blessing that there won't be room enough to receive it. You know that the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. You know that your cup runneth over. Yep. So because of that, if you truly know that in your spirit, you're going to fight over... <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Did I... Did I... <laughs> I have more. Amen. I have more in store because that's how we are with God. And so, you know, we, grace and faith go together. Amen. It is by grace we are saved through faith. They go together. Right. And so if you're a person of faith, you're a person of grace. You don't have to fight, folks. Amen. And then it was interesting. What Once Lot was gone, God said to Abram, now, right, lift up your eyes. Now that he's gone, and then he said, look everywhere, north, south, east, west, everything belongs to you. Proof positive, he didn't need to fight over that land. Right. It was already his. Praise God. Amen. Um, and so that's the, those are some things that we that, that, that we covered over the last two weeks. Now, let's let's do some basics. We're going to go to some scriptural basics today on faith. Amen. Because the just shall live by faith. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11 and, and verse 1. Praise God for this. Amen. Um, praise God for his word. We know the scripture. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so we talk a lot of times, we try to describe what faith is, you know. And I believe one of the, the perhaps the simplest ways to think about faith is, um, and there's many ways, and I'm not trying to say this is exclusive, right? Mm -hmm. But one of the things that, that certainly I believe is helpful to us is, is this, that faith is acting as if the word of God is true. Yes. That's what faith is, right? 
acting as if the word of God is true. In other words, you see something in your word and, and he says, by his stripes you are healed. You act like that's true, right? And so when you have a sickness, you go, I'm healed. Mm -hmm. Why? Because by his stripes I'm healed. You have a pain in your body. I'm healed. Why? Yeah. Because you're acting as if the word of God is true. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, you're a little short on the rent this week or, or on the mortgage this month or whatever. Tuition for your kid. And you're not sweating. And people are going, why, why aren't you sweating? Because you're acting as if the word of God is true. Mm -hmm. He shall supply all my needs yes. according to his riches and glory. You act as if the word of God is true. Because mm -hmm. see, faith is not just the words, right? It's right. corresponding action. Right. And so there's got to be action. Mm -hmm. And so faith in the end is acting as if the word of God is true. Yeah. Put it this way. Think about, you know, what would you think? It's a bright sunny day in the morning and, and you know, you're going out and maybe you're on a, you know, you're going somewhere and, and on a train or a bus or something like that. And, and you see someone come on the train or the bus and it's a bright sunny day. But they, they're carrying an umbrella. <laughs> See, you're going to think something. Yeah. He must believe it's going to rain today. Uh -huh. And why would he believe that? He might have read a forecast or heard the forecast, you know, or looked at the forecast for the day. And they said thunder showers this afternoon. All right. And know what he did? He acted as if that, that word was true. And he took an umbrella with him. That's what faith is, uh -huh. right? You hear something. And then you act accordingly. Right. So here, you know, you're told it's going to rain. You bring an umbrella. You're acting as if that report is true. Uh -huh. You know, um, and that's what we have to do as people of faith. Right. If God says something in his word, faith is acting as if that word is true. And the other thing we want to talk about with faith, and I think this will be helpful to us as well, is it says here, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. See, hope comes first. Right? In other words, we have an expectation of something. Right? Mm -hmm. We hear, and, and that expectation is based on the word of God. So, God says, I'm going to bless you. Mm -hmm. You have hope for that. You have an expectation of what? A blessing. Right? Right? Faith is sort of the second step. It's the, I don't, not the second step, but it, it, it comes after hope. Right. And it, when it comes after hope, it, 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 it gives the expectation that you have some substance. Uh -huh. It makes your hope, which is invisible, right? And, and, and it has expectation in the invisible. It, 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 it makes it tangible. You can see it. Mm. You think about this. The four men were carrying their friend paralytic, paralyzed, and they couldn't get through the front door. You remember? Right. Mm -hmm. And they went to the roof of the house because Jesus was in the house preaching. They tore up the roof, let their friend down. And in, in the Gospel of Mark, it says that when Jesus saw their faith, right. he said to the, to the man who was sick, 
son, your sins are forgiven you. Yes. Mm -hmm. But when did he say that? He said that after he saw their faith. See, right. see, faith is tangible. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it provides substance to what you're hoping for, right? Mm -hmm. So when, when I'm hoping for something, when you're hoping for something, and it's got to be based on the Word of God, right? both hope and the faith, you know what I mean? I see something in the world, or oh, I, I have an expectation that's going to happen to me. Mm. My healing, mm -hmm. my deliverance, my prosperity, my protection, whatever it is. I, I believe that's, I got an expectation for that. And now faith provides substance to it, and it makes it tangible that just as Jesus saw their faith, you can see my faith. Right. Why? Because I'm acting as if it's true. Right. See, faith, if you, you can't be operating in faith. And people can't see it. Oh, right. Amen. Right. You know, because you or even hear it, because when you're operating in faith, you're doing some things consistent with what you're expecting and believing on. And you're also speaking. it, Right. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that we want to say here at the outset, as we as we start with this first scripture is not only is faith tangible. Right, because it adds some substance to our hope. But here's the thing that we really have to get to. Faith is not polite, man. Huh. You know, it's not reserved. It's not polite and all those types of things. No, faith, genuine faith, the God kind of faith, it's bold. Huh. It's courageous and it's radical and it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's aggressive and, and you know, right? Faith is it's not this nicey-nice thing. Faith is the type of thing that led David to say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Yes. See, faith yes. acts like that yes. in, in, in the face of a challenge. It doesn't go, who does he think he is? Oh, he really is kind of big. That's not what faith does. Right. Right? The Bible says the righteous are as bold as lions. Amen. And we are the righteousness of God in Christ. So we're, we're bold, amen? Faith is bold. And, and I think if we are honest with ourselves, have we been acting with a boldness in our faith? Have we been acting with a courageousness? God told Joshua, be strong and very courageous, amen? Yeah. Have we been acting with courage and with boldness? Have we been, you know, thinking outside the box and, and believing outside the box? Mm -hmm. Or do we believe based on what makes sense to us? See, faith doesn't make sense. It's not confined to a box. Yeah. It's outside the box. Mm -hmm. It's radical. It's bold. It's, it's, it's you know, it, it's, it's, it's courageous. It, you know, it doesn't look at, you know, big old Goliath and say, he's too big for me. Uh -huh. It says, who does he think he is? Does right. he know who I belong to? Does he know who my father is? Uh -huh. Right? That's And so that's the thing. And then, so, have we been acting like that? Huh. Is that how we go about things? Yeah. So the first thing, amen, we started with Hebrews... Um, 11 and 1. Um, but we want to be, we want to act like the word of God is true. Faith is going to add some, add some substance to our hope, which allows it to be seen and heard and all the rest of it. And when it's seen and heard, man, it's bold. Uh -huh. And it's courageous. It's radical. Amen. It's aggressive. Amen. 
That's what faith is. So now let's look at um, Hebrews chapter 12 since we're in the book of Hebrews. Let's just look at verse number two. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. From here, we just understand something. We can't have faith without Jesus. Right. <laughs> Amen. Right? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a basic, but we need to understand that. And when you talk about Jesus, right, understand this. Who is Jesus? He's your Savior, of course, right? But Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God, right? So he's the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith, the Word is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen? Mm -hmm. Same thing. And so that means then he's the originator and he's the perfecter. He's the originator and, and, and the developer of our faith. And so we need to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. We need to spend time with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. If we're going to to um to have faith. And we need to understand something that the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. Right? Even when it comes to faith. Mm-hmm. And see some people oh because you you just have more faith than I do. You know, as if God is like playing favorites and right. stuff. Right. You just have more faith than I do. Listen. Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith, and he has not given more faith to some than to somebody else. He hasn't given a different kind of faith to one than he did to someone else. We need to understand that as believers, we have the same faith. We have the same faith. Now, I'm talking about what the originator does. We got the same faith. Now, can we have, can someone have more faith than somebody else? Yep. <laughs> yep. But not because God gave it to them. Right. Now, and so, let's look at this because I, somebody don't believe me. Uh, <laughs> who is it, Sister, Sister Fennell? I don't know. <laughs> let's go to Romans chapter 12, right? Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man, what? The measure of faith. So God has dealt to every person the measure of faith. Now, but we have to think about this. So no one's given more than somebody else. Right. Right? No one's given more than somebody else. Right? We have the same measure of faith. But I like to think of faith in a way of like being a spiritual muscle. Right? And just as our natural muscles can grow stronger through exercise and they can develop um, you know, and they can develop and, 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 and get bigger, uh-huh. you know, through proper nutrition. So the same thing with our faith. Uh-huh. It's a spiritual muscle. Right. The more we exercise our faith, the stronger it becomes. Yeah. The more we develop it by putting it to use, the stronger it will become. Yeah. The uh-huh. more we nourish our faith, uh-huh. By feeding on the word of God, 
the stronger it will become. So we can all have the same measure of faith, but not be standing in the same place today right. because it depends on what we've been doing to build our faith, to grow our faith, to develop our faith, and to strengthen our faith. Uh -huh. And know what that, and you know who that relies upon? The individual. Yep. Right? Because we all have an opportunity to get into the Word. We all have an opportunity to pray. We all have an opportunity to walk out our faith. Uh -huh. And the more we do those things, we're developing it. And we're right. getting stronger and stronger. So you can't ever, I can't ever get upset with you. Well, you got more faith. Well, that's that's not your fault. Right. Uh -huh. That's mine. Right. Because all I have to do is do the same things that you did. You put in the time. You put the time into the right. word. Mm -hmm. You put the time into, you took the, you got out of the boat yeah. and you exercised your faith, mm -hmm. but I'm staying in the boat, you know, I'm sleeping late, you know, just little sleep, little sleep, little slumber, little folding of the hands to sleep, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I don't, my faith is not developing. I'm not nourishing it on the word of God, which is the bread of life. So we have to do that. Right. We have to do that, and it's, and, it's, and and it's not up to to someone else. So um, that's why we're talking about building the faith because we have to take steps. Right. It's not just going to happen. Right. We're not just going to become faith giants because uh -huh. you know we read a devotional scripture, we read you know the verse of the day from Bible Gateway. Right. That's the only thing you that's the only thing you took in. That's like eating a cracker. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. Would you do that? Would you just eat a cracker and think you're going to take on the biggest bully on the playground? No, you have to nourish your body. <laughs> right. And so you're gonna have to nourish your spirit, man, on the word of God. Yeah, yeah. Amen. And the more you nourish it, the stronger you'll become. The more you exercise your faith, the stronger you'll become. And here's the thing, and God wants us to, you know, to, to develop our faith because his plan for us is to rule. Right. I love when people say, what we, what, what's that saying? Um, we didn't come to take sides, we came to take over. I mean, that's something that's it's overused, but, it, but that's the kind of thing that we have to have that mentality. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking sides, I'm taking over. You know what I mean? And, and taking over according to the will of God. Mm -hmm. Taking over so that you can uh, 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 be an agent of, you know, causing the kingdom of God to right. advance. Mm -hmm. Right? We're coming to take over. We're coming to, we're coming to, to, to spread light into dark places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're not coming to, 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 to negotiate with darkness. We're coming to take over darkness. We're coming to let our light so shine mm -hmm. so others may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Yeah. Right? We're coming with that mandate where God said, every place where your foot shall tread belongs to you. Yeah. And so you walk in the place, I'm taking over. And it's not because you think you're arrogant or anything like that. It's because you know who you are. Yes. And you know you have a kingdom mandate on your life. And, and that is to be an ambassador of Christ and to take this word of God and, 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 and the government of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ and spread it. Yes. 
Amen. Glory to God. And we're supposed to take over. So on that point, can we go to 1 John chapter 5? And again, we're just looking at scriptures that are just sort of some foundational ones for our our faith. Amen. So 1 John chapter 5. And let's look at verse 4. Well, let's look at verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus the Christ is born of God. Amen. And then verse 4 says, And whatsoever is born of God, or whosoever, right, does what? Overcomes the world. Mm -hmm. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, what? Even our faith. That's mm -hmm. why when we develop our faith, we become world overcomers. Right. <laughs> right. We can overcome. We can overcome the world. Why? Because we are developing our faith. Right. Right. And we can overcome. And we have to. We have to get this and, and believe it. You know. Remember, we were saying faith needs to be radical. Needs right. to think outside the box and not be confined by our mental. You know, our our mental capacity. We can overcome every problem in our life right. by faith. Mm -hmm. And we, we need to know that. We can overcome every problem in our life mm -hmm. by faith. Because here's the thing. If that were not true, then that, then that would necessarily mean that there's a problem that God can't solve. Oh, yeah. And that's not true. God can solve everything. And since we belong to God, and since he loves us, and because he put us here to be overcomers, and he said, you overcome the world. Uh -huh. But how we do it? By faith. By faith. And that's why it's so important for us to develop our faith, because it'll help us overcome every problem in our life. Right. Right? Um, and again, it's not that we won't have problems. That's not the point. But we'll overcome them. It's right. the same way. It's not that weapons aren't formed against you. No, they won't prosper. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not that we won't have problems, but we'll be able to overcome them. Jesus said, in this life you shall have tribulations, but what? Be of good cheer, but what? I've overcome the world. Now you think about something. Think about it. You didn't have a house. You don't have a house. Your best friend doesn't have a house. Right? You're both are homeless. And he says to you, he gets a house. She gets a house. Be of good cheer. I got a house. Now the only way that you can be of good cheer there in that situation is because you have an understanding with your friend that if they got a house, that they were going to allow you to move in. Right. Otherwise, them having a house don't have nothing to do with you. But the reason why we can be of good cheer when Jesus said that is because we understand something. When he told us to be of good cheer because he's overcome the world, we're in him. Right. We're in him. And so anything he's done, we we have the we get the benefits of that. Right. Just like we get the benefits of his righteousness. And right, he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God, right? Mm -hmm. So we get the benefits of that because we're in him. Right. And so he's overcome the world. And he told us to be of good cheer, but it's got to be by faith. Yeah. Because we're going to have problems, right? We're going to have problems. All right, so let's continue on looking at a few more scriptures before we get on up out of here. Let's look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 is often read, right, when we're talking to people who, right, the prayer of salvation. Mm -hmm. But look what it says in verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. 
or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. And where is the word? Even in thy mouth, and what? And in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. See, we understand something. Faith has to be in two places. <laughs> it has to be in our heart and in our mouth. Mm -hmm. If faith is only in one place, that faith don't work. <laughs> uh -huh. I know that grammar's not right, but you, you amen. <laughs> Faith has to be in two places, right? In our in our heart and in our mouth. So let's look at verse 9. That you shall confess with what? Your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe where? In your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Yes. See, faith needs to be in two places. You, When you got saved, you got saved because you have faith in two places. You believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth. Right? Amen. It's got to be in two places. And so we have to ask ourselves, do I have faith in two places? Right? People who just sit around going, I believe, I believe, I believe, like that donkey and um, Shrek. <laughs> I believe, 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 I believe. You can do that all you want. But if you're not saying what you believe. Right. Right. It's got to be in two places, mm -hmm. right? It's got to be in two places. You know, one of the favorite scriptures I have, 2 Corinthians 4 and 13, you know, we having the same spirit of faith as it is written. I believed, therefore what? Have I spoken? We also believe and therefore speak. See, believers speak. They mm -hmm. just don't believe, right? You say stuff. Right. You say what you're believing. Because faith is in two places. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. And too many times we don't really give effect to our faith because we're holding it and we're not speaking it. Mm -hmm. And and because the body follows your mouth. Right. Right? Most of the time your body follows your mouth. I'm going to McDonald's. Your body's going to end up saying, um, I'll take a number two, right? Why? Because you said with your mouth, I'm going to McDonald's. Uh -huh. I'm going to bed. You end up in the bed. Why? Because so many times your body follows your mouth. Yeah. And so if you just have something in your heart and you don't say it, then you're not, right? It's got to be in your mouth as well. But then also by it being in your mouth and you're speaking it, you put uh -huh. your body in motion. You start right. going for that thing. Uh -huh. When you say, I'm going back to college, you'll end up on college campus. Right. By hook or crook, but you know you don't know. It may take you. May seem like you could uh, against the odds. You'll end up there. Right. Right. You'll right. end up there. So, um, so but you know, but too many times, you know, we undermine our faith by one, we don't say anything, right, or we start to say the wrong things. Hmm. Like you know, you may believe something. You're believing in your heart. If I strike something here, right, I, I believe that God. Then you get up and somebody say, "How you doing?" Ah, my back hurts. Right? Mm -hmm. Now someone will say, well, I'm just telling you the truth. I know. But the word says, you speak things, those things that be not as though they were. Mm -hmm. So what you should say, I'm healed. 
How you doing? I'm healed. Well, I'm not telling the truth. <laughs> no, you are telling the truth. When you say your back hurts, you ain't telling the truth. You're telling the facts. Right. The truth is God's word. And the truth says you're healed. And a lot of times we undermine ourselves, right? We're believing on God to give us something. And somebody asks us, well, how are you going to do it? I don't know, man. I'm so broke. See, we undermine by our mouth. Our heart and our mouth have to be in alignment. Right. If you're believing it, you're speaking it, right? Because faith has to be in two places. We need to be like the centurion when he said, speak the word only, right? When he said to Jesus, right? Speak the word only and my servant will be healed. And so if we're going to have the word in our heart, when we open our mouth, know what we should say? Speak the word only. Yes. Amen. And then we can have those things. But now here's the problem. We can only speak the word out of our mouth if it's in our heart in abundance, right? right? Mm -hmm. Jesus said, out of, the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Um, he said, he said, look, he said, out of the good treasure of, of, of his heart, a good man produces good things. But out of the evil treasure of his heart, an evil man produces evil things. Okay. And he also said, we're going to be condemned by every idle word that we speak. And so we need to be careful about what we put in our heart. Right. Because if we treasure in our heart evil words, mm -hmm. which are words of doubt and fear and unbelief, those are going to come out of our mouth. Right. That leads to condemnation, to judgment, and everything else. But if we store up and treasure in our heart good, and the word of God is good, how many of you know that? And if you treasure that up in your heart, yes. now you'll bring forth out of your heart good things. What's going to come out of your heart? Well, what's ever in your heart in abundance is going to come out of your mouth. And if the word of God is stored up in there, you're going to speak right. some good things. You're going to mm -hmm. speak some godly things. And you can have good things. Amen. Amen. But the word has to be, the word of faith, and, and, and faith has to be in two places, our heart and in our mouths. And it only gets in our mouth once it's in our heart in abundance. Now let's go to the scripture, Mark 11, and we, we'll, we're going to start here, we'll probably, I'm sure we're going to come back here, um, but man, this is a scripture, a passage of scripture, we read a lot, and I think we quite frankly struggle with it a lot. We know the backdrop, Jesus cursed the fig tree, okay. And the day before, and they come back the next day, Peter sees it dries up, dried up from the roots. He says, Master, behold the fig tree. This is Mark eleven twenty one, And Jesus said to him, in verse 22, have faith in God. Amen. Have faith in God. Uh -huh. And then he says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever, that includes you, amen. I'm a whosoever, you're a whosoever. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and you shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have ought against any, uh, that your Father which is in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Now, okay. So, I don't know why, when we look at this passage of scripture, we ignore the first four words Jesus said. He said, have faith in God. That was the first thing he said. When Peter said, this thing is dried up from the roots, the first thing Jesus said 
was have faith in God. He didn't just jump to speak to the mountain. Right. Have faith in God. What is that saying? Why is that so important? Because everything that comes after that is based on what Jesus said before that. Uh -huh. So so here's the thing. He says, if you speak, if you say into the mountain, if you speak into the mountain, but how how must you speak into the mountain? By faith. Because that that you got to have faith in God. So your words that you speak have to be words of faith. That's number one. Then it says that you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe. How are you going to believe? By faith. It's not just some loosey-goosey believing and hoping and maybe and if God wants to. And, no, you believe by faith. What, what we say faith is, it's acting as if the word of God, glory to God, is true. Right. So the believing is by faith, right? And then it says, and you shall have whatsoever you say. And how are you going to have it? How are you going to receive it? By faith. This is a faith thing. Right? All of this is faith. This is not just, I'm going to say it, I'm going to get it. No. Huh. It's, it's got to be by faith. This is not abracadabra. Right. This is not, I'm just going to say some stuff, I'm going to get it. He's not promising that. This is about faith. There's nothing about Jesus and, and, and the Father that's not built on faith. Amen? It's nothing. So, so this, is, this, is all about, this is all about faith. So, you know, so let's look at this then. This says then that we have faith and it can move mountains. I like us to think about mountains this way for the purpose of the study tonight. And we're about to close. I would like to think about faith this way. About mountains, I mean. We got to think about mountains about, as, as things that are standing in our way. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. Right? Things that are standing in your way. Is anything standing in your way? Huh. Hmm? Yeah. Then it's a mountain. If it's standing in your way, it's a mountain. Huh. Right? And so, right, we, we just can't speak any old thing. We got to speak. So we got to speak to the mountain. And we got to speak by faith. And we got to believe by faith. And we got to receive by faith. It's not just, you know, saying some stuff. It's got to really be based on the word of God, acting as if it's true. But mountains are things that are in your life. Right. And what did Jesus say to them? He said, speak to the mountain. And I, and I want to say this. One of the things that believers, too many believers do, is that they don't speak to the mountain. They speak about the mountain. Uh -huh. They tell their friend about the mountain. They tell their neighbor about the mountain. Whatever their mountain is. Uh -huh. If the mountain is, is financial issues, if the mountain is relationship issues, if the mountain is whatever. They don't speak to the mountain, they speak about the mountain. Right. Jesus never said, speak about the mountain. Right. But how many of us are telling other people about our mountain? We tell them about our problems. We tell them about our situation. Always just tell them. You're doing so much talking, but what have you said to the mountain? Right. And then here's the thing, and we're going to close on this. Jesus spoke to a fig tree. Right. Jesus spoke to the wind. Right. Jesus spoke to stuff. He spoke to people, but he also spoke to things. Mm -hmm. People of faith speak to things. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus is our example. If Jesus speaks to things, you should be speaking to things. I should be speaking to things. Mm -hmm. Now, 
Somebody says, well, I'm a person of faith. Okay, what's the last thing that you spoke to? Uh, When's the last time you spoke to a thing? See, see, people of faith speak to things. They speak to mountains. They speak to things that are in life. I will tell you this. I can tell you right now. Ask me, well, what's the last thing you spoke to? I'll tell you right now. And this is true. And I didn't even know I was going to do this to, tonight because I was at this to my day. You know what I spoke to? You know, you know what's the last thing I spoke to, babe? This morning, I spoke to my love handles. <laughs> Glory to God. I spoke to my love handles this morning. And here's the thing. Not only did I speak to my love, I laid hands on them bad boys. <laughs> and I told them, you are going to melt from the inside out. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Okay. I spoke to them. Listen. And, you know, people who know me know this story. I speak to my grass. My grass ain't growing. I tell my grass, you better grow. Amen? Uh You speak to stuff. And here's the thing. If you really believe you've been operating in faith, but you can't remember the last thing you spoke to, thing, not a person. Because I'm talking about mountains. Because we all, because see, here's the thing. And if you haven't been speaking to things, mm-hmm. see something wrong because I know you got some mountains in your life. I know you have some things that are standing in your way. But we all got them. Yeah. We all got them. And so if you have mountains, I have mountains, we all have mountains, but we all are, but we're not actively speaking to things, mm-hmm. then where's the faith? Wow. Right? Because, see, faith people speak to things. We spend too many time, too much time speaking to people. Yeah. Right? We, too, we spend too many time fighting with people when the Bible tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We act as if we're not spirit-led. Right. Mm-hmm. We go into the natural. You got a problem, you talk to the people. You don't speak to the thing. Speak to the mountain. Speak to that thing. Speak to your checkbook. And tell that checkbook to multiply in the name of Jesus. Right. Speak to your foot and tell your foot, you better stop hurting me in the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. Speak to that callus and tell it it better go away. Speak to that elbow pain and tell mm-hmm. it it better stop. You know what I'm saying? We got to speak to stuff. Right. Speak to things. Amen. Speak to things. All right. We're leaving. Okay. We're going to come back next week. But I want to, I want to, we're going to come back next week. And, well, if God allows us to come back next week, we'll be here next week, right? But one of the things I want to leave you with is this. Think about this as you think about faith and we think about all the basics of faith and all these scriptures. That These scriptures mm-hmm. are very, very helpful for us. They're foundational, right? But think about this last thing. Faith, and I'm talking about genuine faith, that God kind of faith, the faith that moves mountains, mm-hmm. should make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It should make you uncomfortable. If right now your walk with God, you're comfortable, chances are you're not walking by faith. Because see, faith makes you uncomfortable. Mm. Because, because God is not speaking in line with what your mind can understand. Right. God says, I will show you great and mighty things that you knoweth not. Mm-hmm. That's how God speaks. God says things like this. Look up at the sky, the, the sky and count the stars, so right. shall thy seed be. Mm-hmm. See, that's not something you can wrap your mind around, right? right? God says, go to a land that I will show you. 
Jesus said, come out of the boat. Jesus told them when there's all these men and women on the mountainside, you feed them. Right. See, when God speaks, he's not speaking something that's just easily able to fit inside our mind. He told Ananias, go lay hands on Saul. He's like, but he's killing folk. Right. See, when God speaks, go out into the deep. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. See, right. God is not speaking things that fit neatly within our mind. Right. And so mm -hmm. if faith is not making you, God will, God, he calls us out of the boat. He gets us out of our comfort zones. And so we're entirely comfortable in our walk with God. And it's nice and it's easy and you just go day to day. And chances are, huh. you ain't, it's not that God's not speaking. Right. You may not just, you may not be listening because God is he speaks big things. He speaks great and mighty things that we know it's not. And we'll come back and touch on this uh, as we begin next week. But faith should make us uncomfortable. Yeah. Amen. It should make, and when I say us, I'm talking about the, you know, it should make our flesh uncomfortable. It should make, it should make our natural mind uncomfortable because right. the natural mind can't, right? right? It can't comprehend. Right. What, what what what's going on here and if we're operating in faith then there's a level of discomfort yes in that right. amen and that lead know what that discomfort leads you to to lift up your eyes to the hills from whence coming your help because huh. you know if this is going to get done oh God. god's going to have to yeah. glory to god amen yeah. amen all right so we're going to leave amen praise god i probably said that 16 times amen but we're going to leave. I praise God that I pray you're encouraged. Amen. We, we're working on our faith. Amen. So that we can do the great things that God has called us to. Let's amen. pray tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we bless you. Yes, and we thank you, God, for the words that you have deposited in our spirits. Father, we pray that they will take up root deep in, within us. And Father, that the Holy Ghost will water this word. Oh, God. Glory to God. And that, Father God, it will just spring up to a great harvest to the praise of your everlasting glory. Yes, Father. Father, we ask you to continue to give us revelation on what you have spoken unto us tonight. That, Father God, that we can, conti can continue to develop our faith in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we, um, we're believing by faith that, God, you're bringing us to a, to a place of great achievement yes, God, thank you, God. of doing great things glory to God of doing great things thank in you, the God. earth in your name and you're preparing us yes. oh God yes, to do it continue oh God to work in us laying this foundation that as we go forward according to your direction according to your to your leading that Father God we will go by faith Yes. And so, Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for preparing us. And we thank you for the assignments and the accomplishments and achievements to come. And, Father, we ask you to continue to work on us. God, now bless everyone under the sound of my voice. Yes, Father, thank you. Be with them on tonight. Bless them with your presence, O oh God, and continue to watch over each and every one. And, Father, at the appointed time, bring us back together again where we can continue to study your word and learn. Uh, all of the great things of God. And Father, we just thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We love you. We cherish you. We yes, honor you, God. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name.
Amen. 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 Glory to God. So we'll see you next week. Amen. Amen. And maybe the next time when I take some pretzels out the bag, my wife will be gracious to me. Amen. I always give you the big pretzel bag. I don't care. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome.